0: What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales podcast where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am your host, Jose Morales, and we're at my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is Justin Buckles. Hey what's up
1: Justin? I got I got to say I like your studio. You do? You know. Yeah, this hey. is a nice studio. It's hey. a boxing ring. It's amazing. Yeah, you know thank you, I mean? brother. That's I a true that's a true boxing coach. Yeah. Had the studio in the ring. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know what I'm saying. So th- this is what I wanted to uh I kind of want to add I want to make do it in the gym. It adds yeah. that feel to it versus yeah. just doing it in the studio. Real. Yeah, real. Exactly. I
1: noticed too when I came in your gym that it smelled very
0: pleasant and clean. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Got to thank my nephew, Eric, for that, man. He gets down at cleaning. I <laughs> know. <laughs> but, yeah, we want to make sure it's sanitized, especially during these times right yeah, now. That's a hot crazy. topic right now. Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of Ma
1: coaches and stuff. They're,
0: like, cleaning, like, the gloves.
1: I'm saying. Wouldn't you? Shouldn't you already been doing that? Yeah, you should have already been doing that. And cleaning gloves does not stop the coronavirus. You know what I mean? The coronavirus did not sneak in your b- building and getting the gloves like in the last week. It's just now getting to America. People are panicking. They're freaking out about it. It's uh, I've kind of stayed out of it. I was up on the mountain the other day. I kind of stayed out of the, the coronavirus thing. But yesterday, I took the day off, and I looked at the news, and I read everything about it. And it's quite the panic, man.
0: Yeah. You can, you can tell by going to the stores and everything. They're tripping out. You know, the big
1: lots across from me, I haven't noticed any effect. There's plenty of toilet paper. Nobody's in there like mo- – well, actually – there's, there's a few people in there, but it's not it's never packed. It's still not packed, and it seems mm-hmm. exactly the same, you know? So if people need toilet paper,
0: big lots don't go South. to my big lots. No, no, not no. West <laughs> Stay out of that, because I got everything I need there. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit. Well, I went yeah. today. I've been trying to find something, and I can't find shit.
1: No way. Yeah. I you go to Costco?
0: I went to two different Costcos. I well, went to Smar and Final.
1: Costco is the epicenter. Yeah. Everyone... In a panic, everyone goes to Costco.
0: Yeah. Stay the heck out of Costco right I now. need to go somewhere else. Yeah, the Big Lots, big the local lots. business. Big Lots. I'm going to go to Big Lots. Yeah, try Big Lots. Hey, and I, w- <laughs> I was just telling you about, what about outdoors you like so much, man? Every time I see your IG story or something, this guy is outdoors on some island. You're from Alaska. That's it. Is that what it caused it, started it, or what? Uh, That's what caused it, exactly. I'm a product of my
1: environment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in Alaska, you step outside and- there's the northern lights, you know. This mm-hmm. is just a once in a lifetime kind of thing people see. The Japanese have the most amazing regard for Alaska. There's a hot springs in my hometown that there's all the signs are in Japanese because Japanese people go up there. uh Because in Japan, if you're conceived under the northern lights, you'll live a blessed life. That's what they think. So they go up there and they start doing their thing, you know. <laughs> like in the hot spring, it's like, hey, get, you know, do whatever you want to do on your own time, leave the hot spring alone. Don't get too close in there you know need a sanitary environment like we're talking about but uh you know that that's what they actually believe you know it's it's uh funny alaska is the only place that's been invaded in america since the war of 1812 and it was invaded by the japanese you know and the aleutians and eskimos in alaska they they look like japanese people Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting there's a weird connection there
0: so how did you end up in Alaska? You're you. Well, I was born there. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, but your family and everything, because you're Filipino, right? Yeah, I'm half.
1: My mom, my mom is Filipino. Okay, so your and mom my mom's Filipino, and your dad. And my dad is a cowboy from Wyoming. You know. Okay, so how so, did
0: they end? How did Alaska come about in your family? You were born there. How did? How was so that?
1: my dad went up there uh, to work on the pipeline, uh, which is 800 mile oil pipeline from uh, Prudhoe Bay that spans the entire entire state. The state is 800 miles from the Arctic Ocean to the uh, Pacific Ocean, and a pipeline goes all the way down from the top. Uh, and it was one of the most amazing engineering projects the world has ever seen to span this uh, state because it's an Arctic uh, frontier. You know what I mean? It's, it can be, in my hometown, Fairbanks, which is, uh, it has the largest temperature swing of any city in the world is considered a city. It has 30,000 people. I actually live north of that in Fox, Alaska, further north. So all the people stopped at Fairbanks, and then my dad ended up settling 10 miles north in a place called Fox. Mm-hmm. And Fairbanks is known as the gateway to the Arctic. So Fairbanks is the last stop. Then you have the Arctic and you have the Arctic Ocean. And from there, it's ice until the North Pole. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of ice up there. A lot of people think that uh, the polar bears are out there drowning, but the North Pole <laughs> is frozen year-round, still is. And the, uh, the difference in ice per year is, is pretty crazy. So it's, it's very hard to track, especially since we only have information on the ice cap for the last 30 years. You know what I mean? So it's very hard to predict the state of it because it's such a variable of the amount of ice each year that freezes up there. But anyways, uh, Fairbanks has the largest temperature swing of any city in the world going from like 98 degrees in the summer sometimes, 96 degrees in the summer, to 60 below in the wintertime, you know. Oh. So that that's quite the swing, you know.
0: Hell yeah, that's a swing. One
1: time I was working on the North Slope in the oil field, and I flew to Hawaii, and I went from uh, 77 below. was a, I, did, I, I did a work day in 77 below. Now, that's not 77 below ambient. where That's 77 below with a wind chill. So I remember it was 30 below ambient. We had to shut down the crane. We weren't allowed to use the crane because at 30 below, steel can break like glass. You know, there's all kinds of weird things happened at 30 below to heavy equipment. So for safety reasons, we, turned, we couldn't use the crane. The wind was blowing, it was, it was at least 30 below, and the wind caused it to go to 77 below. So if you're standing behind a windbreak, it's 30 below. But as soon as you step in the wind, the wind caused to be 77 below, and that's what will really frostbite you. And I worked a day in that, and then I for my uh, time off, of, my job i flew to hawaii and i went to it was like 87 degrees so i went from 77 below to 88 87 degrees you know, over 100 degree temperature swing in a plane ride you know it, it's interesting it's just a very interesting place it's like the last if you think about like the history of america and westward expansion in california us here uh, it started in the east coast the craziest people came to the west coast you know what i mean searching for gold and land and settling and um uh, the craziest people went, went all the way west, and the even crazier people went north <laughs> as far as they could go, and they stopped at Fairbanks. Then my dad and my mom, they settled in Fox, which is 10 miles north. So it's, a oh, interesting, it's, a, it's interesting growing up and living there and then living in Sacramento, the capital city. You know what I mean? In- the liberal capital of the world right here is Sacramento. The, California is the biggest, uh, fifth biggest economy in the world as a state. You know, America being the number one, China being number two. But as a state inside the economy, California is number five. It's more than Canada or Australia. They're like yeah. seven or eight or whatever. So California in itself is making that much money. And we're in the capital city of the richest state in the richest country in the world. So it's quite quite the difference from going from a, a real frontier life to, to – uh, a life of luxury as they say you know yeah I can and see seeing all the the first world problems that happened
0: down there. i've talked to two people that's that been to every state in the u.s and oh, both wow. people that t- two people that did that told me <laughs> alaska is the most beautiful one out of all of them <laughs> really yeah they both said that wow and different times They didn't even know each other yeah nothing. they weren't yeah. Co- like collaborated behind them yeah they and they both told me alaska is the most beautiful one out wow. of all the states wow so fun fact yeah. um anyways h- what brought you to SAC? What, how did Sacramento come about? Why Sacramento? Why did you stay here, what? So me and my buddy, uh, we started fighting MMA.
1: He's now Trooper of the Year uh, in Alaska. He's joined the State Troopers, and State Troopers are like the special forces of uh, cops, you know, um, but we started fighting together in a, in a show called AFC Alaska Fighting Championship. And uh, we were both actually working on the North Slope at the time. He was working for BP, British Petroleum. And I was working for Norcon as a pipe fitter. Uh, a union pipe fitter and he was like uh he ran the facility you know what i mean he'd come and read monitors and he's a petroleum engineer he had a degree meanwhile i was installing pipe you know like we were flying pipe in and installing it and putting oil wells well so a drill rig would come by and drill a well and then we would connect that well to the facility like we would run the pipe and uh we'd also do uh special projects our company but we're the only union contractor up there uh, local 375 uh, Alaska Pipe Fitters control all the pipelines in the state. 798 uh, is the big union down here, and they are always sending guys up the best weathers they have of the contiguous United States. The lower 48 get sent up to Alaska, and they they hope to work for 375 because it's the most stringent welding um, standards in the world because it's under crude oil. You know what I mean? It, it's getting pumped through this stuff, but. Anyways, we were both working up there, and we decided to fight. We were both uh, boxing. He was actually the, the Fairbanks uh, Tough Man Champion, Fairbanks Alaska Tough Man Champion, and he would beat the crap out of, so- I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was like uh, all smokers, but it was professional. He'd be getting paid 500 bucks or 1000 bucks. This is 20 years ago, selling out these shows with, uh, you know, 2,500 people at the Dog Mushers Hall and at the Carlson Center. Uh, but he was fighting in those, and I was amateur boxing. And, uh, I was the best amateur box in the state because I was the only guy that showed up one year. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So it's like, they didn't have the state, didn't I mean, Hey man, and, and this is what I tell my fighters to this day, you know, showing up is 99% of it. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up is 99% of it. If you don't come to train, you're not going to get a good workout. You can sit there and stress and say, Oh, I need to hit miss. I need to do this. I need this. Or you show up at the gym and, and work all toiling, all work is a righteous task. You know, if you work hard, there's good results, yeah. but, um, uh, right now pe- period is labor labor is mm. is something that our society today has just i don't know completely disrespected they think for you to be um, have status in in modern america you have to be behind a computer you know like some point dexter thinking of something you know compared to someone who puts in cabinets yeah. i mean put in cabinets have fun doing that make that square level perfect and where you can s- sell this to uh Eddie Murphy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a celebrity, but somebody, somebody who <laughs> people Murphy actually lived in Sac. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the Sacramento connection, yeah, right yeah, there. I like you know, that. nah. Uh, but ha- having that kind of quality and standard to, to that craftsmanship, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and and I think labor and craftsmanship is something that uh, is super important that what built our society, and it's kind of just disrespected for what people think is like, I don't know, intellectual kind of or technological. Uh, or even athletics that they hold in a higher regard to the working man you know what yeah. I mean if we didn't have a guy to install our toilets to unclog our drains which is a plumber and I was a pipe fitter plumber plumber pipe, pipe fitter it's the same thing there's no difference in pipe from an oil well to a toilet it's the same principles you know what I mean uh, but uh, yeah I think I think, uh, I think America needs to get back to that to respect the working man and uh, uh them accordingly you know because yep. that's, that's what built the, built this country
0: exactly very true one thing I love about you man you're <laughs> is that I go off subject every which way no that's <laughs> not one thing that I love about you because I those that do not know buckles they he actually I have them in the corner with me when my pros fight so when Tony and David fight I usually bring him along and and the guy who connected us is Mike my man Mike Ortega uh, props to him he's actually the one who introduced me to you and um one thing that I like about you having you in the corner is how relaxed you are and how well you do at, um, m- what's the word on echoing what I'm saying mm. versus because there's sometimes when people are in the corner where the well when the
1: I when I'm cut manning for you you're you're the head corner you're running the show I'm a cut man I'm a stitch Duran I'm a yeah I'm a, ch- a, I'm a Don House I'm a uh, this kind of this kind of guy I'm playing that role which is back you up you're the head. And worry about the cuts, and stay the hell out of the way. Exactly,
0: but I love it how you do so well at it though. Like uh, it's like you, well, I got a loud voice. Yeah, (laughs) and you literally echo exactly what I say, and the the foot by the foot. You know, you're so relaxed. You bring the candy. You bring everything. You and the snacks. The the snacks. snacks are always important. Yeah, you, you make the corner and everything in the locker room so relaxed. And that's what that's probably my favorite thing about having you out there. Yeah, well, and having the, over 100 UFC and corners
1: and uh, 15 world title fights, you know, it's easy to stay relaxed. Yep. And, uh, out and of this, all those.
0: Kind of second nature. All that experience, all that. Where, which one is your most memorable? Or uh, if you had to pick one fight, either you fought or you coached. Which one is the one that just stands out the most? Which one? Man, I
1: couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's, it's a big blur. you know. I mean, I was cornering so much from week to week, but I would say uh, two of them would be when Cody won the world championship, and then uh, another one would be when Darren Elkins knocked out Mursad Bektik, and he was down two rounds big, and uh, he knocked him out with the exact combination. We were working the whole fight to hit him with against the fence. He's going to go out a certain way. We're going to kick him and hit him with the right hand. And Elkins finished him with that and he had a mask of blood on him and like it, I've never I've never lost it you can you can watch a uh, hundred of the UFC fights I've been in where the crazy or that I've cornered and you can watch me in the corner and every time there's a drop or some Cody will drop a guy or Elkins will drop a guy or whoever will Cynthia will, will go for a submission the corner will stand up and go and, crazy yeah and I will sit in the chair until it is over because what the hell am I doing? Those are the rules, you know what I mean? There's there's a rules to the corner. You know, the inspector's going to be telling you oh, to sit down, sit down, doing yep. this kind of crap. First of all, don't touch me. I'm following the rules, you know? And second of all, just because my fighter dropped someone, what does that mean? The fight has not been called off. You know, there's plenty mm-hmm. of times, I'm, I mean, speaking of that fight where, where Cruz got dropped and he got kicked and the corner went crazy and I'm just sitting there, you know what I mean? Not till it's over, you know? Uh, so... I would say that fight. I'd say Cody's fight, and then El- uh, Elkins' fight for sure for mm-hmm. for two that stand out.
0: That and those are the good, very good reasons for them to stand out. Yeah. that's tight. You're working with Cynthia right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else that you're working with, like in the pro level, that's doing? Or
1: no, you know. Now that I'm open, I'm actually opening a gym. Uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier. But now that I'm opening my own gym, it's the pro fight team has kind of been a, more of a secondary thought because that's what I'm. Good at and I've uh, got a proven track record with that coaching professionals, but for me it's now that I I have my own gym that I've designed myself and I set everything up myself and built it uh, from nothing. I can decide how you know what to yeah. what to focus on and I think I'm right now I'm leaning more towards an amateur team on. A, mm. uh, and professionals you know because in five years my amateurs are going to be professionals yeah and four years in three years depending on their age and uh these people will have you know what's a, your a pedigree yeah
0: what's your goal with your gym tell us about your gym where is it at what's your goal what's your vision with your gym and so the name everything give us the whole 411.
1: so my gym is the mfi martial arts and fitness institute it's in uh, west sacramento it's two miles from the state capitol so where gavin newsom is passing all these ridiculous laws for california It'll take us two, <laughs> two miles will be at the doorsteps, you know, I mean, right, right at the Capitol. And, and, California has, or Sacramento has one of the most beautiful capitals and of any of any or Cal- yeah, California is has, uh, has Sacramento, California, the capital has one of the most beautiful capitals of any state, you know, in my opinion, it compares to the, uh, the capital in D.C., the country's capital it's amazing capital mall and tower bridge you know you're familiar with and the uh of course you're (laughs) uh the uh golden one center right there Mm -hmm. and uh so we're two miles from that just over the tower bridge next to Rayleighs field actually mfi and it's a 13,000 square foot building uh that's huge yeah it's it's massive yeah it's massive it it was no easy task securing the building and uh uh it's all custom built the the design there was an open floor plan i designed everything myself uh, and it, man it's incredible it just construction just finished up you got to come check it out uh david actually i think he, he lives just yeah, across mis- the river from me yeah, yeah i keep telling him to come over but he's always too too busy or whatnot but one of these days you just come over anytime when i'm down there and check it out but we just finished construction um and there's the open it is a o- completely open floor plan and I had a locker, a locker room built, a men women's locker room, a cleaning closet, and a 1,500 square foot hot kickboxing studio. So this is something new that doesn't e- doesn't exist. There's uh, on the West Coast. There's no hot kickboxing. So if you think of boxing or kickboxing, and then add heat to it. So just like yoga started out, just got popular on the West Coast, just yoga, and then they started doing heated yoga and and everything else. Um, as well as heated Pilates that's and fucking hard, and this g- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So but but if you think about it, you can get more bang for your buck. because if you're in the in the class for fifty minutes, it's like with the sweating, your calories and the the work you're doing is, is gonna be you know, you're you're in the hot box getting it the mm-hmm. burn
0: box and that's actually what it's called it's called burn box uh hot kickboxing. Yeah. And uh um, So what's your vision with, with your gym? What's what are you looking to establish? What do you want to do? What's so the f- main thing is to make west sack the fittest uh
1: city in the world you know fittest city in california fittest city in uh the united states so definitely fittest city in the world and there's different ways we can go about tracking the progress we have you know from calories burnt to weight loss to activity timers and that kind of thing and we're going to plan into that more but that's the main goal is uh fitness of the community and also to build an amateur program i mean i shouldn't even say amateur a kids program uh, i want to i'm i want to build the uh Best martial arts teams and combat sports teams from the ground level up, and then of course win all the UFC belts and yeah, makes one sense. FC belts and all the other belts, boxing belts and everything.
0: Yeah. yeah so you made you have a, obviously a successful career in MMA and UFC and all that. What does it take to have a successful career in mixed martial arts? What does it take besides the skill? Obviously, you have to put in work and all that. Do what, what else, what kind of tip or what, uh, what else do you think you need to do or have to have a successful career?
1: Man, that's a tough one because careers, careers can be derailed so easily, and we've all seen that, very experienced with that, you know, a fighter come to the gym, you're like, man, this guy's gonna be world champ, next, he gets a girlfriend, never see him again. Yeah, right? that's, that kind that's of thing. popular, right? yeah, that, That's the biggest one. I mean, I mean the the temptation for young, strong male fighters and then they, you know, as soon as they start getting any kind yeah. of clout well,
0: let's say let's say they're they're already fighting professionally or something, what, what what would be your tip to them to keep their their shit straight and all that? What would you tell them?
1: Man, I don't. I mean, one piece of advice would just be, uh, I don't know, consistent in your training. A little bit done, you know, every day compared to yeah. uh, a couple hour workout one time a week. Mm. or and, and and the other thing too is is there's no there's no secret move that you're gonna learn there's no secret move you need to just get in dog shape and go fight that man you know what i mean or or woman like there's no secret move there's not a coach out there who's gonna show you like a move that just turns someone off although that happens all the time and it just happened on saturday with uh with henry hoopton uh uh Gilbert Burns, did you see that fight? No, I didn't. So it was, uh, he was fighting Demian Maya, who's a great jiu-jitsu fighter. And Henry Hoop posted the video today. He's a great kickboxing coach out mm-hmm. of Florida. And uh, he showed, uh, he, was pe- uh, he was standing southpaw, just pe- like tossing his jab up. And Gilbert was left hooking over the top. And a minute into his fight, Gilbert lands that punch and knocks Maya out. You know, It was amazing. So, I mean, that's good coaching. That's, that's, uh, that, you know, that's, a, that's a good plan coming together. But, you know, they've worked together for years. They're both high-level experts in their field. This, this isn't something that happens. You're not going to find a guy who says, here, do this and, and win the fight, you mm-hmm. know, necessarily. You have to train as hard as you can. And, uh, yeah, so I would say I would say uh, consistency. Consistency, yeah. yeah. And then, and is, then being smart and find, finding, the, finding the right people around you as well. I mean, a lot of people are yeah. looking to – to football players, to teach them how to fight. You know what I mean? Like they're doing, they're spending more time doing conditioning than sparring, hitting the bag, skipping rope, working on their cardio, this kind of stuff. They're more just pushing sleds and doing this stuff. You know? Yeah. When, they're not when, really
0: working on the art.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I got a
0: question for you. So,
1: in in MMA, what would you say is the biggest tools in boxing that are not taken advantage of by MMA
0: fighters? The distance. The, I I always feel when I when I watch MMA fights. And I watch people that have good boxing, or have okay boxing. The biggest thing that I feel, if I was fighting, what I think they should do, is they don't know how to punch moving backwards when someone's coming at them. Yeah. Like, let's say someone's going to take your legs, or someone's coming in to do something. Punch moving backwards. Don't sit there. Punch moving backwards, and then move out the way with their hands and feet doing it together. Yeah. I feel like when I watch MMA, they – Anytime they're boxing, they either stepping forward with it or they're staying, they're stationary. That's one thing that I would say. That would be my tip. Yeah. Um, The reason why I asked you the question as far as what do you need to have a successful career is because in boxing, you can have a very talented young man, very consistent, everything, male, female, but if you don't have a team, as far as marketing business and someone behind you is not going to be a very successful career no matter how talented and how good you are you know what I mean Yeah. that's why I asked you I don't know if it was the same with MMA or with UFC do you feel like you need to have uh, a you need to draw a crowd pretty much like for example in boxing if you draw a crowd and you sell tickets you can get put in good situations just because you sell tickets not necessarily because you're good yeah. It's because you sell tickets. do you feel like in the UFC is like that also or in, in not I, mean, just the I
1: would say definitely to an extent I mean obviously uh, if you go in there and talk trash and be disrespectful and more and more people talk about you, they treat you a little better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird reward system the UFC has at, at a higher level. but at the the, the entry gen- level the yeah. entry level is you can you can not you know put together five fights six five to nine fights you can put this together on a local circuit and the last guy number nine or number five on your on your your first professional fights if he's legit and you put him away you could be in the ufc next fight and you can show up by yourself i've seen this done and win uh by knockout and change your whole life i've seen this done by uh yuri alcantara he is uh i think he he fought Ricardo Lamas, He's a well-known guy, fought local guy Josh Emmett, and uh, fought Chad Mendez, this guy Ricardo Lamas, he's been mm. at the top of the 145ers for a long time. But this was back in WC. Yuri Alcantara from Brazil shows up, no coach, doesn't speak any English, had no one there with him, and he jumped knees, knocks out Ricardo Lamas in the first round, didn't cut no weight, just all on his own. So that, I mean the The dream is to still alive for UFC fighters. You know what I mean. Yeah. And he he went on and had a career. He had a he had a great career, uh, and I think that's, great guy. But yeah. you can break into into the
0: UFC like that. Where in boxing, it's very it, difficult. Yeah, very yeah. difficult. Yeah. You can't really. You can. You could knock somebody out, and and because it happened. It happened with um uh multiple times with with dudes, but it didn't happen their first few fights. Like off fresh off the boat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. It was like they were already 30 fights in. You know what yeah. I mean, it takes, it's a lot harder. You can't really sneak in. Like, that. you're not gonna fight a big name dude if you haven't really done anything in career yet. If you haven't, yeah. if you're not 20, 30 fight vet yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's it's harder. It That's is doable, it, but it is a lot harder.
1: Cause like, like, it seems like, you know, in boxing you have to put the career together, make the name, do all this stuff, and then right at the end, the promoter come, trade picks you. And if you're successful it's off to the races you've, you know yeah, you've exactly. done it. but if not they'll just drop you and get someone else yep. and there's enough guys fighting to get to the top where if you look at 115 pound girls or 125 125 pound girls in the UFC if you're a college athlete and you want to go to the UFC if, if you're a college level athlete you know come to my gym we'll, we'll train and you know if you're if you're easy on the eyes you'll be in the UFC in six months you know what I mean you have three four fights you're fighting in the UFC at this level, so it's it's kind of like a gold rush of fighting. That's why a lot of people are getting into it. But um yeah, I can see. I, it's th- it's not
0: as it isn't take as it's not a journey. Is not as long. Yeah, pretty much. A- and it's I'm probably because too, because you have so many tools that you can get away with hurting somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's if you can't punch them, fucking kick them. If you yeah. can't kick them, fucking choke them out. You can yeah. do that. Versus with boxing, it's so harder to try to knock somebody out. Yeah that they've been doing it for so long also you know what i'm saying yeah and
1: yeah. then if, if you if you have three or four fights in boxing it really shows hell yeah right you're gonna be like Ugh. yeah you you, know, you got to be skilled highly skilled with your hands to make a box or or completely brutal with power or devastating or aggressive to make a boxing fight entertaining because the sport has had such i mean it's been around forever it's credentialed we've had we've had the greats and seen them fight so you better keep up a level of uh, uh, of it, you know what I mean? That's why you have guys like Canelo and, you know, just superstars because yep. they, can, they can do it Do all you
0: remember back, well, I remember very clearly, but this was probably like 04, 05, 06, where a lot of people would compare boxing and MMA. I don't think people do it as much now, but it was very, very popular. Do you remember that?
1: Of course. Uh, you remember Joe Rogan saying that uh, Ronda Rousey beat Floyd Mayweather in a street fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. D- yeah, do you remember? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what, so this guy's the... Uh, You know, I don't know. So, do you agree with that? (laughs) Absolutely
0: not. Yeah. What? I think
1: Floyd's undefeated against women. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And street fights. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. Yeah.
0: It is. You're right. So I've always felt like it's really unfair to judge something like that. Like, I, I don't think any MMA guy would do success. Be like just. With no training or nothing, just walk into boxing and, and become a world champion without training. And I don't think no boxer can just walk into the UFC and be a UFC champion without any, like, really respecting the the sport. You know what I mean? Because there's so much more to both sports that you can't really just, okay, I'm going to knock this guy out and boom. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, I've, I've always felt like it was unfair to really compare the both like that. I thought I don't know. I'm, I ask you for your opinion. If it was a street fight, and you obviously do not know anything about a person, because usually in street fights you don't know the whole background on them. Yeah. And you guys are fighting. I you can't really say one person has because it's really a whoever's day it is. I mean, MMA dude may win, the boxer may win, and it, it could be either or. Obviously, the mixed martial artist has a lot more tools and all that. But then when you think about it, it's a street fight shoot, motherfucker's probably hitting you with bottles, doing all sorts of shit. Yeah. It's not
1: really just about Well, I mean, it's it's you you just got done saying it's hard to compare under these set rules. Yeah. Now take those rules out and add any variable and get stomped out or hit with a bottle or whatever. It's any it's anyone's game. But is a trained guy gonna be better suited for that situation yeah. than an untrained guy? Of course. Yes. You know what I mean? And and you know, if the, if you if there is a grappling situation, who's going to be better prepared? The MMA fighter, you know what I mean. If it yep. goes straight up, Marcus of a Queensberry squared off in the street. You know what I mean. Hopefully, there's not a head kick or something, but also you don't know if this guy's going to put a jab or a cross on you that it will kill you. You know yeah. what I mean. So um, that's anyone's game is, yeah. is street fighting. You know, and that's like it's funny because in MMA they just were talking about that Khabib and was talking to Tony Ferguson about street fighting. He's like, "What are you American? You know fighting the street?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. What, what does that mean? What, what do you, uh, wait, are there streets in Dagestan? I mean, there's, there's some dirt roads and stuff, but what do you mean you're fighting in the streets, walking through the, the stone huts and beating up other people? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, we fight in gym, Khabib. Like, what, you mean in high school you were fighting in the gym? That's not street fights, you know what I mean? But Tony Ferguson, he's representing America. <laughs> he's representing America. He says, oh, I'm from Oxnard. And I'm like, huh? What's, what kind of street fights happen in Oxnard? You know, but I'm going with USA on that, you know? Hopefully yeah. Ferguson... That's true. Takes out
0: Khabib, you know. You got to go with go with Ferguson now. Even though I'm not
1: a, I'm not a Ferguson fan in any in
0: any sense. The guy's a, a, a
1: weirdo, you know. There was
0: a recent fight. Those girls, <laughs> they said it was a probably Hall of Fame fight. Recently, was we yeah. like a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was uh, Joanna versus Wheelay. I didn't watch it, but I saw the pictures of the girl, and God, damn, they yeah. look like they went at it. What you think about that fight?
1: I think that fight really shows how uneducated people are when it comes to fighting, especially the MMA fan base. The MMA fan base has no idea what they're watching. That fight was an okay round contested kickboxing match to call that the greatest fight ever it just shows how how these guys don't even know what they're watching they don't even know what they're watching that was a highly contested kickboxing fight it was right there we almost won the round but then joanna just took it and then joanna just took the round over we and it went like that and and i wa- i actually watched the fight i was watching it on a a choppy version of it you know <laughs> so uh uh it was it, i watched the fight and i was like ah you know who won that Me. it's a here's 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 how how the ties would say it you know the the home the, the birthplace of muay thai this is how they would describe the fight they'd say uh you know hey ladies good fight you know good f- that, it's what it is what it is it's 250 pound girls Beating the crap out of each other for, for 25 minutes. It is not the greatest MMA fight of all time. How are you going to be the greatest MMA fight of all time with no groundwork? You know what I mean? Yeah. With zero grappling. So what you have is a kickboxing match. That was real close. You know, here's things that make a great fight to me. Someone coming back from adversity. A great fight is is Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard. Frankie Edgar, face is destroyed. He's all beat up. You yeah. know, Mark Henry style, he's... he's He's, he's going in there and he's got such good cardio he's taking this damage then bam he lands a punch and knocks out maynard like holy cow that's a great fight he was on the receiving end of it he never gave up and he came back from adversity he was hurt himself that that's that's an amazing fight you know uh another thing amazing fight is, is a blistering pace like two people going at a blistering pace all the whole time and another thing that makes a great fight is the moves from from ground to stand up to the different techniques this was a kickboxing fight they were punching each other Home girl was trying to land her left hook the other girl was throwing her kick and they danced around and 25 minutes this went on and and Joanna's face was swollen up she looked like
0: uh uh she she looked beat up
1: she she looked bad and I feel I feel bad for her because she's she's doing this thing uh you know and I was all for Joanna when she came out of Poland she came out of Poland she was she's a mean Polish lady you know what I mean Poland Poland's a country that's Kind of, ha- I mean, Poland's a country with no natural borders, surrounded by enemies in Europe. They got Russia over here and Germany over here, and they've been a sovereign country for 180 or for 20 years out of the last 200 years. Poland. Joanna comes over here, training in the forest with these crazy Polish people, uh, running, running up, up these mountains outside. I'm like, yeah, this chick is awesome. She wins the belt, first uh, strawweight queen, or no, beats Carlos Sparza, defends it six times and then all of a sudden she's an instagram model in florida you know what i mean loses the belt she's an instagram model she's doing all this stuff like and it's funny because dana said that before the fight he's dana white he said we lay he goes i, I think we lays every time she posts on on instagram it's her training and strength and conditioning and like beating up these chinese guys over there and and then every time joanna posts one it's like a selfie she's at the beach you know what i mean she got uh plastic surgery on her chest you know and this is something to me is if you're a fighter who has to make a weight what are you doing getting silicone implants how much of those weight you know what i mean so (laughs) you you gotta you gotta think of what are their motivation so at when she did that you know she's more interested in instagram and there's nothing wrong with that but if you want to be just a dog fight world champion you know and take and hold that forever you got you gotta understand what your priorities are and her and you know her i mean priorities. even dana white said it was was a uh, uh uh she was a uh, like an instagram model and i think i think the same thing but the but it was it was sad for me to see that because she's so focused on her image and stuff now to have her heads to have a girl with her head swollen like that on national tv and she still has like some real bad drainage and stuff like that and it's like man that, you know fighting is brutal fighting yeah. is brutal and you know it's not it, it's it's kind of a i don't know a quite the contrast trying to be a model and a fighter right we're fighters because we can't sing and we can't dance yeah. you know what i mean we're not fighters because we have all these other options you know what yeah. i mean that's why that's why you know speaking of that i don't know if you saw the the new rocky uh of oh, the creed yeah creed 2 I, I walked away dude i, I could not I, walked out. Hey, I started the movie and i walked out thank you the movie's horrible you, hey, you did it it's, too it's a rich kid a yeah. rich kid who's got nothing to do and he, he's not okay with his life because he's rich and has no no reason to live. So he starts fighting. That's not how fighters. Yeah. That's that's completely backwards of what a fighter is. Yeah. A fighter is someone who, see, this, who this is why I like you. Who when, when it comes down to it will fight for everything, physically if he has to. You yeah. know what I mean? To, I walked for out. Status for everything My else.
0: wife was like, "Are you serious?" Thank I'm like, "I can't take this shit. Thank I can't you. take." And I left. It was like 20 minutes in, we walked out. Man, and uh, <laughs> so I watch the whole thing. When I get when I get in a movie like that, I
1: watch it and I, uh, you know, and it's bad just to mock it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this is this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> in that movie, his his uh uh he, his girlfriend, she uses him to like sing a song at his entrance. I'm like, she's playing off his career, piggybacking off his career as a fighter to try to push her her music career. I'm like, what is this, man? It it's so it's 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 strange, man. From I didn't the, get the that Rocky far. from Rocky one. From Rocky 1, you know, to, yeah, to, to that. that. Yeah, to like, that.
0: I think they're trying to force the issue too much. They just got to leave it alone. Because, yeah. they're Just you put li- the series to bed. Yeah, put it to bed. They're you're trying to push it too much. You know, if you think about it, and, and it would be
1: like Rocky's the trainer, you know, like like they tried since Rocky 5, you know, that yeah. he's a trainer and, and uh, the kid's coming up and he, he's coming from a bad situation and he gets the people behind him and he does a montage of training. I'm all for that. Yeah. But how about you know he he's li- he leaves his mom his mom makes him mad cuz she she makes him do his chores or something he's living in like a mansion you know and then goes down to Mexico to fight I'm like no rich kid is going to do that you know so
0: wow yeah so now Rocky. we know how he really feels about yeah. that fight yeah. <laughs> and about Creed <laughs> yeah hey right. But all right, I'm gonna ask you some off the wall questions all that right. have nothing to do with fighting, nothing with that, and all you're right. gonna answer the first thing that pops up. Okay. What's your favorite restaurant in say? Like?
1: Restaurant? I have to say Whitey's. Really? Yes. Yeah, next to it's in West Sac. It's across the gym. You can go there and get a uh, triple cheeseburger for for five bucks. It's got three huge patties on it. It's like a blue collar place. It's amazing. I mean, all the all the all the uh, the workers come through there. You know, West Sac is very industrious and. Their food is fast, it's fresh. And man, you get a banana split, you know, uh, a banana split for five bucks. And it is like, it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. I I need to go there. (laughs) Yeah. What's something about Justin Buckles people don't know about, too much about? Only, besides, share something about you no one really knows.
1: Man, uh, my dad killed a polar bear. Yeah.
0: Really? Uh-huh. Like bare hands or what? Did he? Lose <laughs> yeah, he jumped he, on its back. <laughs> Choked that right no. yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> hold, how did he kill no, it? He shot
1: it. Oh yeah, shit. Shot it.
0: That's interesting. Killed it
1: off Point Hope, and uh, like 200 miles off the coast on the sea ice. Yeah. He's probably one of the only, you know, white guys that's ever ever shot a polar bear or anything like that. You know, he got a, he got a tag on it, and I don't know what year it was, but that is interesting. It's a rug, yeah, in my uh, uh, in his house up there in
0: my old room. That's Turned a dope, into a rug, right? yeah. All right, man. Well, I wanted to thank you for coming on here, man. Oh, that's it, man. I was just getting warmed up. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you, guys. Hey, Thank you guys for listening. And we out.